Well, let's open up with a word of prayer, and uh, we'll get cranking into this. God, thanks. Uh, thanks for loving us. Thanks for being patient with us. And uh, thank you for your plan that you've had in place to restore us to yourself. And God, as we kind of examine ourselves today, Lord, I, I pray that it just, it just draws us closer to you. Lord, this dependency that we need on you. Thank you for a time that we get to, to be here together, unified. God, and as you speak to each one of us, Father, I, I pray that you uh, just open our eyes up to what you have for us, God. That, that step we need to take, or maybe we're in the middle of taking it and the just courage to take it, the boldness as TJ was sharing. God, we have that in you through the power that you've instilled in us. So thank you so much. Thank you for Jesus um, creating this pathway. We just invite you in this morning uh, to have your way with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so a few weeks ago, I got to share with you, and we were talking about integrity and faithfulness and discipline, and I uh, kind of wanted to dig into that just a little more uh, over the next two weeks. Um, and this this idea, you know, it doesn't it doesn't take us long to be in the world before we see this kind of epic struggle going on. You know, I've been I've been to a lot of foreign countries, and and it doesn't matter where you go. Uh, just like this light, dark thing that just is going on, you know, throughout the world. Uh, growing up, I was a huge Star Wars fan, and uh, I know they've continued on with that series, but none of them will be as good as the originals. And uh, <laughs> and the kids today are like, oh, those are terrible. Um, but, uh, you know, just, just this, this struggle, this battle uh, that, that rages on. Um, one of my favorite movies is the Lord of the Rings series. I, I love it. Um, I, I know some people don't, uh, but uh, you're crazy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's the best movie series of all time. Uh, now, what, what I do love about it is, is it really is just this epitome of this epic journey, right? And I feel like that's what we're really on. And, uh, you know, I, I like watching the movie because uh, of just the, the visual image you get of that um, Going on there, and it, you know, and I know it was done by uh, a Christian author, and and so the the elements there uh, for our own faith. But I, I just love I love the idea of that. In fact, the longest paper I have ever written uh, in college was a comparison of Judas and Gollum, and uh, and and just their roles in the, in the different stories there. And so uh, really, really just love. Uh, to be able to see the, the journey that we're on, you know, on a scale like that. And so uh, today and next week, we're going to dig into this, this idea, this, this two-sided thing that we got going on uh, inside of us. I read this, I read this scripture in James um, last week, and I'm going to read it. I'm going to start out with it again today. It's in James 1, um, 6 and 7 is what I'm going to read from. And, you know, in, in the midst of this, I, I really think for us, it's about really understanding who we are. Um, and that's a tough thing to really do. And I don't, 
I don't think a lot of us want to know sometimes, you know. Um, we see cruel acts happen out in the world and, you know, and, and even in our own maybe circles, we see things happen and, and it's easy to look at somebody else and, oh, you know, I can't believe they did that. I can't believe, you know, um, but we all have the same darkness inside of us. And I look back at my family, you know, and if I was raised by an unchristian family, I think my life would probably look a little different. I think my struggle to find Jesus would have been a little different. Not saying I wouldn't have found him, but it would have been different, you know. And, and so a lot of times what we're seeing played out in people's life is, is a result of, of things they've been taught, things they've been exposed to, things they've exposed themselves to, you know. Um, so we don't get off the hook. We don't get to play the victim card either because we all have a choice to make, right? All of us. But we all have this, this inner self, this human nature, this flesh, as the Bible describes it. And, and for Christians, I feel like uh, I went to this event when I was in high school called Chrysalis, and it, you know, the image of a caterpillar transformed into a butterfly. And I think for a lot of us Christians, we go through that transformation and we get stuck coming out of the cocoon. <laughs> we kind of just linger right there for a long time. And for me, uh, at least in my experience, has been like the more God can show me my true nature, the more I understand how much I need him and how much I can't do this without him. Um, because we truly are weak. And I, and I, don't, believe, I, I don't believe we can uh, without Jesus, without the Holy Spirit uh, transforming us. So James 1, 6 and 7, it says, But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded, a double-minded man and unstable in all his ways. Um, I've, I've been on the ocean when the, when the sea was unstable. It's always unstable, right? Uh, it's always moving, and I, I don't recall ever seeing the ocean look like glass. I've heard sailors say that it happens sometimes when you're out in the deep, um, but uh, that's never been my experience. Uh, but uh, one time I was, I was on, a, on a boat. It was a party boat fishing, and a storm rolled up, and it just ended up being me and the captain out. Everybody else was inside the cabin doing something we won't talk about. Um, and, uh, you know, when, when, when there's not any stability, it's hard to accomplish anything. And I remember standing on the deck of that boat trying to fish. Um, yes, it was not very smart. I almost fell in. Really, I did. Like, it was super close. Um, I almost went overboard because I was just stubborn, you know, and I was like, I'm not going in. <laughs> and, and I know the captain was down there with me because he thought I was going to go in. And uh, so I, I stayed out there, but I didn't accomplish anything. I fished, but I didn't, I didn't catch anything. And, and that's kind of what the Bible's implying here. I, when we're unstable, when we, when we try to walk the, the line or straddle the fence or whatever uh, little phrase you want to throw in there, we end up not accomplishing anything. The double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. One of my favorite things is to read uh, some of David's psalms. Um, he just, goodness, man, the way he wrote um, was amazing. And 
there's so many times he just just throws out this little thing that just really speaks to me. And in Psalm 139, um, he's, he's crying out to God. And in verse 23 and 24, he says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. David was crying out to God for God to show him who he really was. Show me what's in me that keeps me from you. And then lead me in the everlasting way. I truly believe it's something we have to want. I think we have to want God to show us who we really are. The ugly truth, as I would call it. Because it's not really that pretty, right? Uh, It reminds me of like when we're at home and we find out someone's coming over and we look at our house. No! And I'm always like, Shay, just leave it. No! (laughs) I'm like, they know us. They're going to just laugh when they walk in, you know? No! And I've surprise visited some of you, and I know it's the same for you. <laughs> what? If I'd have known you was coming, I'd have cleaned up. Why? That's <laughs> how we live, right? But that's how it is sometimes. We just try to clean up in the moments, but we really have to want for God to show us. And then we have to really want for God to lead us through it. And I think it takes a lot of dependency on him. Um, or total dependency on him, really. Uh, I'm going to read three different passages. I'm going to be in James 1, and then Psalm 51, and then Galatians 5, and I'll repeat those, but just to kind of give you the heads up. Uh, James 1, uh, 14 and 15 says, But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Psalm 51, 5. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. In Galatians 5, 17. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh, for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. We get this picture painted in Scripture, for sure, of this, of this battle, right? Of this two-sided thing that's going on, worldly, universally, and also internally. And again, it's easy to take a step back and see it out there, but it's a different story when we're looking inside. But I think we have to. You know, I, I think we have to look at ourselves, and I mean, the Bible calls us to that, to examine ourselves and see what's holding us back. And again, I, I, think it, I think it accomplishes multiple things. I think it brings us to a place of humility. You know, um, the Bible says to not think more highly of yourself than you ought. And I, and I know in the quiets of our mind, maybe we don't, but sometimes pride wells up. And we do think more highly of ourselves than we, we ought. And when we accomplish something and people are congratulating, it's hard not to let that, that go to your head. I, when I uh, preached a couple weeks ago on Father's Day, uh, I know I shared some stuff about my dad. And so mom called me and she said, we listened to your sermon online and 
and dad really liked it. And the first thing out of my mouth was like, tell him not to get a big head. Because <laughs> that happens, you know. It's easy to, to let the things go to our head. And, and we need to remember what Paul said. We boast in Christ. That's who accomplishes all this. All the good, all the victory in us is him. So I, I, was, uh, I was digging through some, some stuff. I actually just ran across this, and it just happened to correlate with July 4th. But John Adams had written uh, to his wife, Abigail, on the second day of July in 1776. And that's actually the day um, that, uh, that it was passed. But they didn't sign the, all the stuff until July 4th. But uh, So he wrote, the second day of July, 1776, will be the most memorable epic in the history of America. I am apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. It ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade and with shows, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other. From this time forward, forevermore. You will think me transported with enthusiasm, but I am not. I am well aware of the toil and the blood and treasure that it will cost us to maintain this declaration and support and defend these states. Yet through all the gloom, I can see the rays of ravishing light and glory. I can see that the end is more than worth all the means and that the posterity with triumph in, in that day's transaction, even although we should rue it, which I trust in God, we shall not. That sounds an awful lot like my spiritual journey and yours. We see the end. We know there's a victory, but it costs something. You know, I know there's that slogan, freedom isn't free, and it's not. It cost us something. And, and, and in the examination of ourselves, in the surrendering of ourselves to God and letting him show us who we really are and laying ourselves down at his feet, we're asking him to take over. We're asking him to take charge. We're asking him to, to fix this brokenness and, and, as the Bible says, transform us into the likeness of Jesus Christ. And so I, I know it's, it's easy to, uh, even as he wrote there, it, it seems like a gloomy, like, uh, you know, woe is me. But the awesome thing is the victory. The awesome thing is that there's hope. The awesome thing is that we're not stuck like this, that we have a Savior, and we have a gift that's, that's instilled in us that transforms us. I want to share a song with you this morning, and uh, it's it's a I mean, we've played it in here before, but this this is a friend of mine, Adam Clark. He he did this for a communion meditation at his church, and uh, just want you to take a moment and listen to the words. For us, how vast beyond all measure that He should give His own. To make a wretch his treasure, how great the pain of searing loss, 
Ashamed, I hear my mocking voice call out among the scoffers. It was my sin that held him there until it was accomplished. His dying breath has brought me I know that it is finished. I will not boast in anything. No gifts, no power, no wisdom. But I will boast in Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection. I know with all my heart His wounds have paid my ransom Why should I gain from His reward? I cannot give an answer But this I know with all my heart His wounds have paid my ransom <clears throat> I love that song I, I just always just gets me so broken um, I always wonder you know we saw the weakness of man that day shine through you know the the fullness of the Spirit hadn't been given, and we saw the disciples cave, and the people just turn on Jesus, and um, we saw this weakness. And I, you know, I would love to think that if I was there, I wouldn't have been one of them. But I'm not that strong, you know. And I probably would have been in the crowd if I was just being honest. There's two passages in Corinthians that I want to share with you. Um, kind of in closing and in transition to next week. The first one is 2 Corinthians 3.17. And I love, I love this verse, and I, I think it's a deeper verse than I may ever understand, and so I'm face-to-face -face with the Father. 2 Corinthians 3.17, it says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Um. I was driving across the country one time, and, a, and a, my friend Bryson was sitting next to me, and we, we talked about this verse for like six and a half hours. Um, 
just the freedom that comes from being in the Spirit and walking in the Spirit and what that entails and what that means and the hope that it gives us in our weakness. If you flip ahead some chapters or digitally browse some chapters ahead, 2 Corinthians 13, 4 and 5 um, speaks to this. It says, For he was crucified in weakness, but lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him. But in dealing with you, we will live with him by the power of God. Examine yourselves. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you fail to meet the test. We have a lot of hope in Jesus. We we look to him for everything, and he gives us freedom. Um, I love the, love the passage that says, you know, um, when we walk in the Spirit, there's no law. Because we're, we're being obedient to the things of Jesus in our life. And how that's going to play out for us is just this elevated state of living. And again, it's not that we're prideful and above anyone else. It's, it's just living... Um, living truly as Jesus would live and making the decisions truly as Jesus would make. And, and, but it, I, I really do think it, it comes from and begins with an examination of ourself and who we really are and where our weaknesses are and laying them down at the feet of him who paid it all so that he can bring restoration, that he can bring transformation through the power of, of the Holy Spirit. And so that's where our hope is and, and the freedom that, that comes from having Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So this week, as you're going about your week, I just I want to challenge you to, to take some time alone with God to examine yourself. To ask God, as David did, to search you and let you see the things that are holding you back. Because, you know, generally speaking, I know, you know, we're human beings and we, the struggles fall into some pretty general categories usually. But, man, our specific tr- struggles are pretty, pretty unique to us and how they, they're played out. And I think it's important for us to get along with God and struggle through those prayer times of asking God, hey, who am I? You know, who am I? And what needs to be changed? And I think if we'll, we'll do that, even though it's tough, uh, I, I think I've shared this before, but the, the skit guys are a Christian drama group, and they do this skit uh, where one of them is, is a, uh, like, a, like a rock ready to be sculpted, and the other one's acting like he's chiseling on him. And I always think of that, because I think that's how God works on us. It doesn't always feel good, you know? but we're better for it on the other side. We're going to be more effective on the other side. We're going to feel, fulfill our purpose better on the other side. And so I just want to challenge you this week to get spend some time alone with God, very specifically praying those things, that God would examine you, that God would reveal to you the things in you that hold you back from following him, and then that you'll give them to him and allow him to work on you through it. 
So again, that when we're out there, we're shining the light of Jesus to those around us. Because if we're not doing that, again, I just don't understand what we're doing. Nothing else really makes sense to me when I read scripture. If we're not out there being this light in the darkness. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you again for loving us. Thank you that in our weakness, you are strong. Thank you that nothing is impossible through you. Thank you for the eternal hope that we have in you. Thank you for all the promises you've kept and are going to keep. Thank you for the victory. God, and I pray, I pray that we live a life worthy. Because you've made us worthy. And I pray that when we boast, it is in Jesus alone. I love Paul's attitude in the scriptures. And John the Baptist, I must decrease so that he may increase. Lord, I pray that happens amongst your people. Father, change us, transform us into the likeness of Jesus Christ. We ask all this in his name. Amen.